everybody. Welcome to M-Class Podcast. Best oh, yeah. podcast on the internet <laughs> ever. Fucking true as fuck, dude. I'm Jeff. I am Josh. And this is a podcast all about Star Trek. All of it. And um, yes. you may have noticed that we finished all the movies. You may be wondering where we're going to go with this now. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> We discussed this before. <laughs> I'm playing dumb like the audience. I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. You're doing I'm being a, you're, them. You're being like a fun host. Okay. I'm being a fun host, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, you may be wondering, like we were wondering, what the hell we were going to do. Were we going to go through all of every series in order? Oh, God. Was that going to take the rest of our lives? <laughs> And the answer is no. We're not doing that. We're not we, doing that. We are going to be picking a selection of episodes that all have a theme. And they're going to be called the M-Class Collections. Oh! Or the M-Collections, if you feel oh. like being frisky. <laughs> what but, about the Melections? No, no, yours was better. <laughs> it took it one step too far. One step too far. Always, that's the story of my life, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> our first collection is going to be pilot episodes. Episodes about pilots. <laughs> episodes that were, like... Actually, why don't you explain what a pilot is to our audience, Josh? A pilot is a fully shot uh, concept for a television show. It's usually one or two episodes, depending... Uh, of a show, and it's to demonstrate what the show is going to be, the themes of the show, and what the show can do. And that's, that's given it. to like that's like screened for like executives so that it can get green lit on a channel. Yes. Uh, yeah, like uh, usually like pilots. Um, I don't know. In my limited television experience, of which I have some, pilots. Me. Pilots are. Like for like Star Trek, right? Like for the, for the the episodes we watched today, they're pretty much greenlit, and then they shoot the pilot. Uh, well, like, that wasn't true of the Cage. No, yeah, yes, that it, that was like a pure concept pilot, right? Yes, but the second one was. Yeah, the like, second one pretty much already had the go ahead at that point. Yeah, a lot we'll of TV shows. That. Yeah, a lot of TV shows you see. Uh, from this time period, you never saw... If there was, like, a, a pilot like The Cage, like, no one ever saw them. No. The only reason The Cage ever got play is because they played it in 1988 as a special. Yeah, As, like, I a retrospective. I got so much to say about it. I'm oh, not yeah. even kidding. Um, but the pilot episodes we're going to be getting into on uh, ep episode one of our... Yes. M-Class Collection series on pilots, which is actually episode 14 of M-Class Podcast. <laughs> Try not like to get some confused. Final Fantasy 3 shit. <laughs> Try, video game reference. That'll bring in the viewers. Finally. Um, <laughs> the episodes we're going to be talking about today are uh, The Cage and Where No Man Has Gone Before from Star Trek, the original series. Possibly the greatest title for a Star Trek episode ever. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's Not the greatest Star Trek episode ever. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, a couple of notes about the cage before we get into it. Yeah, we're going to talk about the cage first. It is the original pilot episode of the series. Uh Uh, It was completed in 1965, uh, but like we talked about before, not broadcast until 1988. Yeah, it says it was uh, on VHS in 1986. They put it on like VHS tape. Yeah, they were trying to sell, like, tape collections at that point. Time Life's Star Trek pilots that you've never seen. All of them. All one. (laughs) Uh, It was directed by Robert Butler, who is the king of pilot episodes. (laughs) Is that true? That is true. He directed the pilot episodes of Batman, the Adam West Batman. Oh, wow. Hogan's Heroes. Oh, my God. uh, Hill Street Blues. Whoa! Remington Steel. This dude's like the fucking Kenny Loggins of pilots. Yeah. Moonlighting. Moonlighting. And Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, amongst others. I think we others. all know the best one out of that list. Lois and Clark. <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked that series. When I was a kid, too, is the weird part. It wasn't yeah. aimed at me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It was like Ally McBeal with Superman in it. I don't know if that's completely true. It was like <laughs> Allie McBeal meets Superman, and then... She was in it, so... She was in it. <laughs> McBeal was in it, yeah, not, not the, the actress. The, cal- the character. The she character. Was play- she was played by a different actress. Yeah, weird. Uh, it was written by Gene Roddenberry, who you might know from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that guy. It was him. Oh, and <laughs> it starred Jeffrey Hunter as Captain Christopher Pike. I love that his name was Jeffrey. It spells it not like you do, though. No, he spells it right, like a smart person. Yeah, the, but, the traditional uh, way. He's he's more famous for The Searchers, mm-hmm. and he also played Jesus in King of Kings. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, oh, my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus Christ. And crackers. But, and um, crackers. Why don't we get into talking about this episode? Uh, Let's go. It's very slow-moving and methodical, but it has a really cool premise to it. Yeah. Um, TV in this time period was, like, televised theater, right? Yeah, it, like, and that's a really good way to look at TOS in general, is yeah. that it's televised theater. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's very slow. The, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to, like, blow my load on this one already, but, like... I loved this episode. <laughs> it's this episode is like the reason why it was turned down by the executives at uh, CBS is because it uh, was too cerebral. They didn't think audiences yeah. would enjoy it because it was so like up its own ass. I guess I was mean the way they looked at it. Yeah, this is like Twilight Zone. This is like a fucking Star Trek Twilight Zone. Episode. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. To get a little bit into the plot line. Of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, captain Pike is the captain of the ship. We've never met him before, but this is yeah. episode 36 of the Captain Pike Star Trek series. Mm-hmm. We're dropped right in the middle of it. Uh, which is how the TOS does it. Like, yeah. like, as well. Every episode that follows from the first episode of TOS, the pilot after this, it doesn't matter. It just drops you into it, and you're going... It's great. It's great. Uh, it's great not to have all the introductions in the same it's, way. It's refreshing because we live in such a here's this character's backstory again world, you know? Yeah, there's no origin story for Captain Kirk. Yeah. And, or even Captain Pike. 
But uh, Captain Pike is tired. He's kind of a butthole. He is kind of a butthole, but he's um, the kind of captain who's had to make a lot of hard decisions, and then he's lost good people. Yeah, he's tired he's like, of it. He's like an everyman. He is. He's like a real sad guy, too. He, he doesn't <laughs> smile in the whole episode. He's so mad and, and just upset the whole time. He really is. Uh, but he calls his best friend, Dr. Bones, I mean Dr. Boyce, to his quarters. <laughs> Boyce. Uh, his name is Boyce. I'm looking at Philip Boyce. Yeah, and Dr. Boyce makes him a martini, and they talk about how Pike doesn't <laughs> want to be a captain anymore. Yeah, I love the martini bit, because it's like, what's that doctor doing, making some space medicine? And he's like, a war martini, Captain Pike? And it's like, oh, it's 1965, yeah, I Yeah, so they have to drink martinis. <laughs> Everyone's drunk all the time. Of course. He's drinking on duty, too, is the best part. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. So he's a little tiny bit buzzed for the whole rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, actually, before he could drink, Spock is like, uh, or proto-Spock, I guess. Not yeah. the real Spock. Yeah, whatever this guy Although is. Oh, this is canon. This is Star Trek canon, so it's really it's, Spock. He just it's really... So weird. He really doesn't keep a lid on his emotions very well in this episode. Yeah, he's like such a... I don't know. His, like, eyebrows are too curved up, too. Oh, yeah. He looks <laughs> like, like Satan. <laughs> yeah, that's what people thought, right? They thought yeah. that he was, like, a devil man. And, uh, well, Leonard Nimoy talks a little bit about working with uh, Jeffrey Hunter and saying that uh, he much more enjoyed working with uh, William Shatner. Because yeah. William Shatner was so full of life and animated, it made it very easy to, like, draw back and play a character that was yeah. really closed off and unemotional. Yeah. But Jeffrey Hunter was much more slow and cerebral and didn't move a whole lot, so he felt... Because he was drunk on martinis. Of course. Because <laughs> he, he felt like beaker. he had to. <laughs> right, yeah, no, I, I get that, like... It, it both of you can't be like slow dour guys, no, right? Like something needs to be different. Yeah. So Spock's a jokester. He's always smiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Spock does. It's Spock. Well, Spock from like the JJ verse does. He he's never smiling. He's always fucking crying and screaming. Crying is just upside down smiling, Jeff. Here's your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> You don't know if it's interesting yet, John Larroquette. <laughs> um, the first words ever uttered in Star Trek history are check the circuit. That's Mr. Spock says it. Check the circuit? Yeah. Okay. It's future. <laughs> Just the one circuit? Yeah, check the one. The ship has one circuit. There's like a lot of computers on that ship. It has one circuit, though. It's, like, really <laughs> poorly... Like, they needed to get an electrician in there to take a look at yeah, the... Yeah, re they gotta rewire that bitch. Very poorly wired. <laughs> um, but they they find, like... There's some real 1960s shit in this episode, Oh, too, my God, right? this episode is pure <laughs> 1960s. It really is. Like, Pike is, uh, like... He's like, I just can't used to, can't get used to having a woman on the bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like this like cutesy redheaded like yeoman, and yeah. like it, it's like uh, I can feel like the fucking like like pre women's libness. Like, oh, know? it's just, like, it's the stank. It's not a it, mist. It's a stank. It, uh, it's like if cover. It's yeah. Yep. Martinis and casual sexism. 
<laughs> I like when he's like, oh, uh, you know, I can't get you seven women on the bridge, and then uh, Magel Barrett, who's... Uh, Who character doesn't have a name. Her name is number, number one, one. Which I thought was great. Like, this, since, like, I'm looking at this, like, from a different perspective for me, because, like, I have never really watched uh, TOS all that much. Yeah. So, like, it fits, like, I know, like, later they would use number one for Riker, right? But, like, mm-hmm. it sort of fits in, like, this weird kind of way. Like, it makes sense. Um but she gets like <laughs> she gets real upset because she's a woman on the bridge, and Pike is like, "Well, not like you. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's different, like, of damn, course." Dude. And she's like, "Well, fuck you too, then, you piece yeah. of shit. What an idiot!" But uh, they get uh, like some sort of a signal through space. They think that something's gonna blow up the ship first. Because yeah. when you're in space, you think everything's gonna blow up the ship first, right? Sure. That's just the natural <laughs> way to start out your day. Yeah. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. But uh, it turns out to be a radio signal that's yeah. like a blue beam through space. It's a fucking strong-ass goddamn radio signal, man. No doubt. But, um, <laughs> it's like x-rays. The SS Columbia has crashed uh, years oh, ago. And uh, they're like... And Pike's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> He's like, we don't know if anybody survived, so fuck it. Yeah, I'm not going to look at that. Which is really strange for Star Trek that the yeah, character not, isn't like, let's find out. Yeah, it's not right. He's like, well, we have an actual mission to go on, so let's do that first. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a real captain would be in a ship. Right, like an actual, like, military sh- vessel would be like, we have shit to do. We can't do this. <laughs> they, they get a second, when they get closer to the planet, they get a second distress signal that's like, hey, we're alive. Yeah. Uh, so they go down to the planet and they wear really, really weird jackets. Yeah, the jacket I think is made out of w- like 100% asbestos. It looked like <laughs> it looked like maybe they could be put on fire and not feel it for a yeah. couple of seconds. It really looked like the type of jacket that the stunt guy that gets set on fire wears. Wears, yeah, like a fire suit from like a race car or something. And it probably was. It probably was, absolutely. <laughs> they just, like, spray-painted it with whatever paint does that, like, sparkly shit on camera. 1960s cancer paint? Yeah. Everyone who ever had it sprayed on them had cancer and died. <laughs> it's like that scene in Watchmen when they're like, everyone who worked here got cancer. Oh, <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> but they go down to the planet and they meet, like, a bunch of disheveled old fucking honkies right yeah it's fallout down there yeah and they and (laughs) nobody raises an eyebrow at the fact that there's just a girl there a super hot 1960s blonde surfer girl yeah she just walks up and everybody's like oh who's this and they're like oh she was born when the ship except pike except pike who stares at her in a saxophone plays like (laughs) like he's gonna fuck her right then (laughs) yeah but fucking, like, my favorite line in the whole episode is like, this is Vina. Her parents are both dead. <laughs> like, Good to know. <laughs> that would have been great if she looked her over at him and went, dude. Dude, fuck, man. <laughs> Just because it happened a long time ago doesn't mean it doesn't hurt anymore. Jesus, I'm right here. <laughs> but, uh, like, while he's meeting her, right, this is a failure in editing in the, this episode. The only There's one a lot that, of that in this episode. Like, the only one that stood out to me as, like, ungodly bad is, like, 
th- she's like, oh, we should tell him about our secret. Yeah. And then it pans out, and it pans away from a screen, and there's this giant-headed alien staring at the screen silently while the rest oh, of the scene plays. I thought that was really neat. Did I kind of like... Yeah, it reminded me... Again, like, I keep telling you to watch The Prisoner, but it reminded me of The Prisoner. Like, they do a lot of weird shit like that. Because, like, think about it like this. Like, in 1965, 6, whatever, like, they didn't have, like, actual computer screens, right? Yeah. So, like, they didn't know how to, like, transition from, like, the idea of someone watching a screen. It's so fucking fascinating well, to it me. Was, like, it was really cool that they did that. Like, yeah. the, the effect isn't what gets me. It's the timing of that happening. Yeah, like we weird. There's no foreshadowing of it or anything. It's literally yeah. just there's aliens watching. It them. pulls you out of the show. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, and they're just looking down at you like ominously, like because there's like that POV like of them staring at the camera, right? Like yeah. Dude, there's weird. there are a couple. I'm gonna be jumping ahead here a little bit, but there's like a few legitimately like uh, not scary, but like unsettling parts of this yeah. episode. It's very, like, it's very, like you said, unsettling. It's weird. It's the one that I'm specifically thinking of is when uh, Pike is has his first like punishment when the Telosians use their. Oh yeah, and, and he's, he's in that like, like he's fire in pool? fucking hell. Yeah, dude, he's got he's like in that mud or whatever, and it's yeah. like oh my god, it looks like his like skin is falling off sort of, and he's just. Screaming at the top of his lungs and fires everywhere, and I was like, "God Holy damn! Did shit. David Lynch direct this? <laughs> it's goddamn Mulholland Drive over Is here, this dude. Fucking a Jodorowsky film, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was oh, fucking man. crazy. But anyway, like <laughs> Vina's like. I'll show you what our secret is. I'll show you my Vagina. secret if you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about. I'm just gonna call her Vagina from now on. We already did that bit for V. We did. <laughs> hey, we're on episode 14. I don't know. Vagina. It's new to me. It's, it's new to me. But the fucking t- the Telosians like come out of a hole in the wall. Like Vina disappears, and the Telosians yeah. come out and like just knock him out with knockout rays. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek rays. And they drag him through a door, which is honestly like a little funny that they're dragging yeah. him through the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz I'm thinking they have all these like super powerful abilities, right? And they have all yeah. this like crazy technology and they still have to drag a guy through a door. <laughs> yeah, they can't like telepathically move him or whatever or beam him or whatever. They're like Somebody's got to pick up this guy. <laughs> like, fucking, I haven't lifted anything in 3,000 years. Have you seen my brain? It's huge. My muscles, though, are atrophied. <laughs> but they just fucking throw him in a cage or whatever. But everybody shoots lasers the cage at the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the door laser. Like, they shoot lasers forever at the door. They paid for that animation. They're going to use it, Jeff. Fuck, yeah. And the... the funniest part about it is they shoot all these lasers and then one guy you think it's over because everybody stops and they're like oh and then one guy turns the knob on his laser and starts firing yeah, he's like we're not done <laughs> I'm an expert at shooting lasers at doors and this door ain't done yet look I only have one skill it's shooting doors with lasers finally the mission I was born for <laughs> Fuck, he trained his whole life and he failed. It's fucking... That's... Dude, that's space for you. That's space. 
That's Star Trek for you. Shared it. <laughs> That's space it. for you. <laughs> That's space for you. It was just a, a guy black shirt with white letters on it. That's space <laughs> for you. <laughs> That's fucking genius. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a brilliant. It's gonna happen. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. They, then they, like, they call the ship and they're like, uh, it, it looks like Captain Pike got caught in some sort of a trap. It's almost <laughs> like a cage. The cage. Oh, also the thing that made me laugh during that whole laser scene is the music is going fucking nuts the whole yeah. time. It's like, boom, 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 it's boom, like, boom, 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 and it goes on forever. <laughs> dude. They had to fill that whole 55 minutes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Pike wakes up in the cell or whatever, and he's like, uh, the Telosians talk to him, uh, like, psychically. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? What is this? And they're like, <laughs> the puny human doesn't understand our great brains. Yeah, and they start, like, mocking him and shit. And they're like, watch as he tries to show his physical prowess. It's like, he's sla- fucking dicks. He dude. slaps his dick on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, but that was I'm going to go back and watch it. You need to pay more attention. That's... <laughs> The thing is, like, they remind me of so many people I've known in my life that are just, like, fucking his puny brain. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Not to me, because I was one of the big brain guys, but... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was I was the one slapping my dick on windows. <laughs> this will open up the force field. Slap, slap, slap. He makes a good point, though. He's like, if you were in this room, wouldn't you test if the walls would come down? Yeah. Makes and sense, right? They're like, no, our big brains would know, dipshit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Why don't you use your giant brain? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) But they start giving him all these, like, uh, fantasies or whatever, right? Yeah, they they all involve Venus. Yeah. Like, uh, they put him on Rigel 7 or whatever, which is where uh, the last mission happened, where I guess he fought a barbarian from Conan. Yeah. (laughs) And Conan the Barbarian killed, like, six of his dudes. I see, like I at this point, I was like, "Wait, what? Did he dream this before?" I was a little no, bit like, "It like really happened because he's talking about it to Doctor Boyce." That's right, and he's That's like, right. "Yeah, I lost six of my best men, or whatever." And then you see what actually happened, and I'm like, "You lost six of your best men to Conan with vampire teeth." <laughs> like, what weapons were you using? <laughs> they, they didn't have that guy who shoots doors. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I knew we should have brought him. <laughs> but, like, the Conan guy dies to just having, like, shit stabbed into him. I feel like if you shoot him with a laser, it would just kill him. Yeah, you would think. I mean, he just does the old, like, prop a spear up and make the guy jump into it move, yeah. right? Which is the top-notch move for yeah, heroes number in one movies. Defense. Yeah, defense number one. <laughs> just hold up a blade and the dude will definitely He'll jump into it. Jump into it like a swimming pool. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love blades. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> but anyway, he kills the dude, right? And mm. uh, then he starts talking to Vina, and they have this. I like his back and forth with Vina part part of the episode. I like it. Yeah. Until he starts falling in love with her for no reason. Yeah. Uh, then it's a little much. But like when he's like, "Well, what the fuck? Uh, tell me what's happening." And she's like, "No, I can't. It's because they're." controlling me and he's like well I'll I'll go in a fantasy with you if you tell me 
Right. And she's like, for real? <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> but uh, we, we see, we see they do like a really fun set for Pike's childhood home with like a cool matte painting of a future city. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the matte paintings in these episodes are amazing. They really are. It's That's something that I feel has been lost in yeah. uh, movie making and TV making and stuff. Is like, matte yeah. paintings look good. Yes, they do. Paintings yeah. look great. Computer paintings not do not look that great. No. I mean... It's easier, it though, right? It fools the like, eye. I get it. Like, the yeah, matte painting yeah. fools the eye perfectly. Yeah. But uh, none of that anymore. No, we don't get that anymore. This one does not fool the eye perfectly. You can super tell it's a matte painting, but it's oh, still it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the horses that are just like, what the fuck's all this plastic stuff? Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? What is this a Star Trek episode? <laughs> I'm supposed I? to be on the Mr. Ed sets. <laughs> I'm Mr. Ed's saucy mayor in the next episode. <laughs> But uh, they find out that the Telosians want to breed them, and yeah. neither of them seems all that weirded out by this. They're just like, well, you know, of course they would, right? Right. <laughs> they're, they're weird aliens. Yeah. They're, like, super weird about it, too. They're like, we'll have you breed. They want to watch. That's what it is. And they want to experience their pleasures or whatever, right? Right. Like, Gross. they feed off of it or whatever. Gross. They feed, I feed off of other people's pleasures too. It's called watching porn. <laughs> Joke in the episode. Josh watches porn. Oh my god. Josh is a deviant. <laughs> I didn't know that about Josh. A deviant. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was a good boy. I thought he was a good church going boy. But damn. I must alert the internet. <laughs> uh. Pike tries to fight back against his captors, but they put him into a literal version of hell where he's burning yeah. alive in a pit. Yep, he's burning alive in a mud pit. Which is is unsettling. It's very unsettling. It's super weird. And uh, so he drinks the liquid they want him to drink, and it's not spiked, strangely enough. Yeah. It seems like that is where they were going with it. I've seen this episode dozens of times, and I always think that. Like, that's weird that they didn't go with him just getting spiked by it. Yeah. Since that's know, how TV know. worked at that time, if yeah, someone offered a you a drink, drink. Yeah. it was spiked. Right. Anyway, yeah. I'm getting completely <laughs> off topic. <laughs> uh, but at some point, like Pike realizes that the Telosians can't read his mind when he's thinking about murdering the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, so he just tries to keep doing that endlessly. Which is nuts. Yeah, he's very, very violent and angry. He's super pissed. Like, he's not Captain Kirk. No, he is Captain Kill Your Dumb Ass. Yeah, he's so mad about being in the cage. TM. <laughs> um, but they have... There's an illusion that follows, right? I think the mm. uh, picnic happens after this. The but, picnic, yeah. But then there's, like, an illusion right afterwards where he's, like, a slave trader... Oh yeah, he's like a Orion. He's like yeah. in a like a like a castle or something. He's in like Arabian Nights, but there's a yeah. green lady dancing. There's an Orion, and it's and it's Vagina as it's, as an Orion. <laughs> yeah, and like two of the skeeviest, creepiest dudes on earth are. One's with them. a Starfleet guy. Yeah, which is weird. 
And other one's just a bastard guy from like, Bastard Times. Apparently Gene Roddenberry had not thought this whole Starfleet thing through at this point because Starfleet officers just talk about slave trade like it's normal and cool. Yeah. And everybody's not, into it. I'm not sure, like, when he had the idea to make it good. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I don't know. But didn't happen yet. Like... That scene is another unsettling one because the music is, like, going nuts and it keeps cutting back to his, like, uh, Pike's face and he's, like, legitimately freaking the fuck out. He's having a freak out or, like, a boner attack about this fucking girl, right? fuck, my penis is getting hard, what's happening? Like, Like, he can't, like, deal with it or whatever and, like... I think, but that like the that part of the with her dancing like that is like super fucking famous, right? Like that's oh, yeah. like an image. Like I think they use it in the credits of the first season. They do the the end credits, so everyone knows about it from that. It's weird, skeevy though. as fuck too. Yeah, it's weird. The whole scene is, and yeah. the the two guys like spell out what's happening to the audience, which I felt yeah. was a little unnecessary. Yeah. Like, the one guy's like, you can have this or whatever you want. This is a yeah. fantasy that you can live in. Wouldn't it's you like, sell yeah, we your know. soul for that? We got it. It's like, we fucking got it, dude. Uh, but, okay, the the Telosians are getting tired of waiting for they Pike to see fuck some this fucking go on. Yeah. <laughs> They're pissed off that he won't stick it in, right? When will this guy put his penis in her? Just... For God's sakes, breed and make us a slave race. Jesus. Was just jizz inside of her Virginia already? <laughs> I don't know how humans work. All right, just do it. You got so many V words. So complicated. <laughs> so they they just like beam down number one and redheaded yeoman. Yeah. They and just steal them. They just beam them down and they're like, all right, just fuck, just fuck one of them. All right. Just, yeah, pick just one do and it. stick a dick inside of one. <laughs> And he's like, nah, I'm still not doing that. I still want to kill you real hard. Well, my favorite part is, like, the, the Telogian guy is, like, like to number one, he's like, well, this one is very intelligent and will create very intelligent children, but she's ugly as dicks. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he talks to the other, like the redheaded yeoman, and and, and he's like, "This one's hot as shit, and he'll probably pick her to fuck." Like he, the thing he says about the redheaded one is that she has unusually strong female urges. Yeah, which is like, and I was whoa. like, "Whoa, dude, you can't well, just 19, say that out loud." <laughs> in 1965, that meant like any woman who has any sexual feelings That's whatsoever, true. right? That's true. Like, Women she wants aren't supposed to, to feel fucks. that. Yeah. Real bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're like, the ship, they want to leave. The ship wants to leave. Here's like something that I was curious about. I didn't really understand. The ship wants to leave. Spock's like, let's get the fuck out of here. They're going to use their psychic powers and destroy our ship. Yeah. And uh, the ship shuts down. Why? <laughs> Why did they keep the ship there? Yeah, I don't know. I guess because if they left, then the episode would be over. Yeah, then it would be like, oh, okay, well, until next week. Just, just have <laughs> them fight two Conans. <laughs> you know, technically, everyone that was left down on the planet isn't in any more episodes, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it wouldn't have. That would have been a really interesting, neat way to, like, Yeah, they didn't know that, though. with Star Trek? No, they didn't know that yet. Yeah. Um... They- <laughs> 
so they can't leave. A better thing to do would have been to have them not try and leave. I guess they shut the ship down so they couldn't transport them back, probably, right? Yeah, I guess so. That probably, I, I, and they were, I don't know, to, to explain it to the dum-dums at home, they instead of being like, the transporters don't work, they were just like, the whole ship fucking doesn't do anything. Because it's, it's scarier that they can, yeah. they have that level of power. And they couldn't, and they could have just left and like found help or something too, you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Pike's like, hey, uh, I'm going to drop these two phasers on the ground, right? Because yeah. I figured out something. I figured something out. If I they, got an idea. If they open this little door, I could choke them to death. <laughs> and so he does. He starts choking the shit out of him, and the, the Talosian transforms into a monster, and he's like, I can choke this monster too, dude. Yeah. I can choke whatever you are. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Humans are the real the monsters. Humans are real good at choking. You don't know <laughs> that. We evolved on choking things. <laughs> And he he just keeps like threatening horrible horrible violence to this Talosian. Yeah. And he figures out that the Talosians are just using their uh, illusion making abilities to sh- make it seem like the phasers aren't working. Right. And he point he points it at the Talosian's head and he says like you want to check and see if I'm right. He's goddamn dirty Harry as captain. He really is. Pike is what <laughs> everyone thinks Kirk is. Exactly. That's exactly right. Which and uh, interestingly enough, people call Pike more cerebral than Kirk, which is the exact opposite. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. People are so fucking stupid. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Hate humanity here on Class Podcast. <laughs> but he just like at gunpoint leads the Talosian up to the thing and the Talosian's like well I wanted you to come up here and fuck anyway so <laughs> god damn these guys got guns pointed at their heads and they're still wanting to watch fucking go on uh, yeah it'd be even better if you pointed the gun at me while you were doing yeah, it yeah point the gun at my dick while you fucker that's what I like <laughs> that's what he's saying they said that in this 1960s episode can you keep choking me while you fuck her oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And also point the gun at my head. But uh, they're like, all right. Pike's like, all right, send the ladies back, and you can keep me. Yeah. And the Talosian's like, nah. Yeah. And uh, so number one just immediately turns the self-destruct on the gun. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to blow us up. <laughs> she doesn't even say anything. She just turns the gun over and goes, turns it off. <laughs> and the guy's like, wait a minute. Did you just turn self-destruct on? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, you're going to make us into a slave race. What the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah, we're going to kill ourselves. And yeah. he's like, fucking free will. What is that? What? Yep. Freedom. And then they like, they like somehow like scan the computer with their brain or something, yeah. the ship computer. And they find out that humans don't like being in, kept in captivity. Who knew? Yeah, who knew that? I, I mean, think this is told- more 1960s shit. Yeah. Where like. At this point in time, we thought, man, animals love being in zoos. Yeah, it's. I think it's also more like the Big Brother thing is still yeah fresh. You know, still that book was only now. written 20 years ago or whatever. So, well, it's like super fresh now. Yeah. But. It, uh, <laughs> they, the Talosians are like, well, you've doomed our fucking race now. So I guess we'll. I guess we'll let you go, assholes. Yeah. And here's here's a problem I have with this episode right here. Vina goes, 
no, I'm going to stay on the planet. And they're like, yeah, why? Yeah, it's super weird. And she's like, oh, because I'm a hideous monster. And yeah, because like, they, they were only making her look good, yeah. right? And if I was Pike, I'd be like, all right, so? You, you could still, we have doctors and shit, right? Like, you could come up and we can, like, help you. Yeah, but, but no. Yeah. Like, yep. She's like, no, I care more about how I look, so I'm going to stay on the planet. <laughs> also, like, they've tortured me my entire life, but, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather stay here because I look nice. <laughs> it's very, uh, yeah. Like, what's the moral? <laughs> like, what's I don't the- know. Like, most Star Trek episodes have a pretty clear moral, but this one doesn't. This one's gr- cloudy as fuck, dude. And if I was an executive and watched this episode, I'd probably be like, mm, I don't know about all this. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have turned it down, though. I mean, like, as far as shit that was on television at the time, like, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, like, the concept and execution of this episode are really good. Like, it's not... Yeah. Star Trek in the way we know it in almost any way. But it is really, yeah. really good sci-fi. I thought of it like... I just pretended like it wasn't the Enterprise. Yeah. And it could have just been another show about another ship in the TOS world. I would have loved to have seen that as like an ongoing thing. Yeah. So I kind of just pretended like that's what it was. Like I didn't... Like knowing in the back of my mind, like it's the Enterprise, and like yeah, they I mean, kind of work like, that in later. It's right? like the Enterprise ten years before Kirk took right, command, right? Right, which is fine. But I mean, it doesn't really make sense that Spock acted this way. But whatever, we'll just not worry about that. Yeah, that's. Uh, but that's you know, we should worry about. Oh yeah, I do. Is taking a break. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Mister Spock. My search for something super chocolatey has led me here. Must be my delicious cocoa pebbles. Fascinating. They're yours if you take me on the Enterprise. Mmm, mega chocolatey feast. Feed me up. Dino. Barney, my pebbles. Warp speed ahead. Those cocoa pebbles cereal part of this nutritious breakfast. You know, the thing about the cage... That yeah. really gets me the most is uh, they said it was too cerebral. Yeah. And that's why they didn't want to put it through as a series. Right. But, like, the the Twilight Zone had been on TV for a long time at this point, right? Yeah, it was already done, I think. I think so, uh, let, too. I'm not I sure. I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that. I'm going to look that up. But, but, like, it had been around for a good while, and I wouldn't say that this is any more cerebral than Twilight Zone, and that was, like, an insanely popular TV show. Yeah, the Twilight Zone ended in 64, and, like, yeah, you're right, like, I, I mean, there's Twilight Zone episodes that are, like, almost exactly like this yeah. show, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, it is a I little slow, know. I guess, even compared to other shows of the time. They probably just said that. They probably didn't like that it was like this space adventure. Like, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I. Who knows? Really, right? Like, who the fuck knows? Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's they right. probably just told him that, and then like whatever. So they you, fucked up, though, man. NBC fucked up. Yeah, they they definitely fucked up. <laughs> so, um, you really like this? You really love this episode? I think this episode's uh, great. I think it's great. It, like, 
if like me like you kind of view it as like this is just like a different ship i mean it's clearly a different crew what it made me realize though was that like the name of the ship enterprise doesn't mean anything without like the crew of the enterprise right yeah it's all about like who's the sh- who's in the ship more than the yeah. name of the ship cuz like this ship is the enterprise but it's not the enterprise it's just like, a standard ship. It could just be anything, yeah. So I, I, but I like that. Like I like the idea that like this was just like a different ship, and it was a different crew and a, just like a one-off mission that you got to see from some time else. You know, like I don't know. I thought it was neat, and I and I like the episode. I like the effects. I love the cheesy fucking 60s shit. I fucking love it. I actually really do, too. I love uh, when they're shooting the door to try to open it yes. with, like, 9 million lasers. <laughs> with that giant jug laser. Like, it's, like, giant huge. Giant ball lasers. Yeah, testicle laser that they shoot at it. And <laughs> the, the special effects of just, like, they took cells of film and just, like, painted on yeah, them. Yeah, they painted on them, yeah. Which is, it looks amazing. Yeah, there's, like, a comfort for me. Like f- with with this type of stuff, like uh, when I when I was little, I used to love watching Doctor Who, and 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 like this Star Trek. I was little, so I don't remember most of it, but I used to love watching King Kong, and oh, like, yeah. like it just old sci-fi stuff is like yeah. my bread and butter. It like makes me feel good, like it comforts my brain. Yeah, it's like and a I, big comfy blanket. Yeah, so I love I love this episode. It. You hit the nail on the head when you said it was like a Twilight Zone episode. Because it really is. And the thing that really gets me about that connection is uh, the director of that episode, Uh whose name I've already forgotten, uh, (laughs) Robert Butler, also directed episodes of the Twilight Zone. Of course he did. And uh, Gene Roddenberry did not. He didn't write any, as far as I know. No, he never did. It, not Twilight did, Zone, but he did write this episode. <laughs> he did. He did. There's a moment, which is good. There's a moment in this episode I wanted to point out specifically where uh, Captain Pike comes out of a room and he's walking down a hallway, and a couple walks past him wearing yes! 1960s clothes. <laughs> they were wearing like beach clothes, like they're gonna go to a surf party yeah. on the fucking beach. Like the guy's wearing khaki shorts and a polo shirt, and the yeah. woman's wearing a cheerleading skirt. It's like, wh- what? <laughs> Why are you on a ship? What are you doing out here? <laughs> are you going to play space tennis? What is happening? <laughs> I thought they were just getting ready to go to Ryza, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Proto-Ryza. <laughs> Proto-Ryza. <laughs> and the, the only problem I have with this episode, I love it a lot as well, uh, mm-hmm. because of that Twilight zoniness, because of that classic sci-fi cheesiness. Yeah, and the fact that there's like a really introspective style plot to it. Yeah, love all of that. Uh, the confused moral at the end of the episode is probably my only big fault with the episode. Yeah, it needed to land, and it didn't. No, uh, which is probably why they didn't get the show made. And interestingly enough, as a nice segue into the next part of the episode. Yeah. Uh, after this, after the cage was turned down, uh, Desilu Productions were the ones that were interested in picking up the show. Specifically, Lucille Ball was very yeah. interested in it, and she went to bat 
for Gene Roddenberry with the executives and got yeah, him a second pilot. So if it wasn't for Lucy, there would be no Star Trek. Well, fucking redheads, man. Yeah, saviors of the planet. The great ones. <laughs> uh, and when given their second chance, they created where no man has gone before. Greatest name for an episode ever. Hell yes. And it introduces loveliest man in the universe, Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> Every time I see him, I hear that play. But um, it was directed by James Goldstone, who directed yeah. plenty of episodes of The Outer Limits. Uh-huh. And also directed the pilot for Calamity Jane. <laughs> I think we all remember that. Of course. We're going to watch that on next week's Calamity Jane Pilots. <laughs> J-Class Podcast. <laughs> um, it was written by Samuel A. Peoples. Yeah, Who has Peoples. a fun name. Peoples. Uh, not like people, but like Peoples. Uh, who, who wrote The Rifleman and okay. seven million other westerns. That, well, yeah, that's the time period, Yeah, right? the reason why I pointed this out is both the director and the writer were Western creators. Yeah. Well, that's what they're going to be saying about these fucks who are doing the, all these fucking Marvel movies. They're going to be like, oh, they're doing Marvel movies. Yeah. They're the new Westerns. Marvel movies are the new Westerns. Or superhero movies in general. Are the, are new, the Westerns, new Westerns, yeah. Uh, it was produced in 1965 after The Cage was rejected by NBC and Lucille Ball went to buy it. And she was like, and get him the show, boys! I don't know how she talked. She didn't talk like that. <laughs> That's how she sounded. That's her exact It's voice. me, Lucille Ball! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a weird Jewish guy. <laughs> hey, it's me. <laughs> it's me, Morty. <laughs> Uh, they still fucked up the uniform colors, though. They hadn't yeah, got they it were right still using the. They were still using the shitty ones. <laughs> yeah, they... They're wearing blue this time as as well, but it's like the colors are no red yet. Like really drab ass olive. Yeah, it's uh, really yellowy olive. Uh, blue and like pink, magenta. Like what is, <laughs> what is the pink. other one? The one that uh, fucking uh, what's his face wears? I'm I'm not helping anybody. I'm sorry. You're not Gary helping Mitchell. me. Gary <laughs> Mitchell. The one that Gary Mitchell wears. Gary Mitchell. Yeah, he's the guy who gets the Esper powers. Oh, is he uh, David Banner? Yeah, yeah. Looks- <laughs> I don't think it's... It might actually be him. I don't know, actually. Uh, let's look. I'm looking it up. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Oh. No, there's oh, no way. That's not the rapper the David Banner. <laughs> um... But <laughs> there's a lot of familiar elements in place that will become part of the Star Trek canon forever. Like Kirk is the captain, Scotty uh-huh. is the engineer, Spock is first officer. Yeah, but there's just a, some Sulu, Sulu sighting. Sulu is in the background for a good he, portion he has of the some episode. Lines. He's a, he's a scientist, I guess. In yeah. this episode, <laughs> astrophysicist actually. There you go. There you go. Um, oh my! There's some sort of a tubby doctor. Who is not Bones? Yeah, we le- I don't think Piper. we le- learn his name. It says Doctor Piper right here. Doctor Piper. Okay. He's also in a million westerns. Not shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Spock is still very emotional in this episode. He's a little better. But we get a lot of the classic accoutrement with this episode. Like we get the yeah. uh, opening with voice over it. 
Yeah. We get uh, the correct theme song and opening. Uh, you get the correct same. font. There is the correct font. I was going to point that out. I'm glad I'm not the only one that ever talks about fonts on this shit. Well, I fucking saw the cage font, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Get this shit out of my face. I was like, it's blue, and it's not the Star Trek font. This so is I don't not know what the show right I'm font. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get this shit out of my face, buttholes. Uh, but it starts out with Kirk and Spock playing uh, three-dimensional chess. Which is another Star Trek thing that yeah. comes back forever. And um, Spock's being a real shit. Yeah. And Kirk's being like, well, loser. Kirk's like, well, actually, I won. And Spock's like, you fucking bitch. But he then calls they him get a around. human bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking red blooded bitch. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but uh, some dude comes over the comm and he's like, hey, Captain, uh, there's something out in space. <laughs> And Captain's like, yeah, yeah no shit. <laughs> There's a lot here, stuff. guy. And he's like, no, it's like right out in tractor beam range. And he's like, all right, lock onto it and yeah. uh, beam it in. And we meet Scotty. Scotty's in the transporter yeah, room. Scotty's here, and uh, he doesn't really. His accent comes in and out in this episode. <laughs> He doesn't stick with it. <laughs> He's not sticking with the Scottish accent. But uh, one thing I'm glad that doesn't get carried over from the pilot episodes is how fucking long it takes a transporter to transport oh something. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> it's like, like, are they okay in there? Like, do they need a... Like, can, what's going on? Can, can I take a sandwich break or something while this is going on? You're supposed to be like, oh my god, how did they do it? It's magic. There's one part where they do like a really cool. No, that was in the cage. They do like a really cool like, uh, composition shot where y- the yeoman redhead stops and looks at the transporter, and then oh, they yeah. freeze her, and then Majel Barrett beams in. They do it's that pretty, twice in that episode. Actually, yeah, it, it's pretty clever for like then. Like they were, they were doing some shit. Yeah, they're trying. They're yeah. trying. They're doing way better than everyone else is on TV Absolutely. at that time. Absolutely. But uh, they beam on like a disaster recorder. I think they call it. Yeah, I guess it's like a black box. I guess. Yeah. And they're like, "Wow, <laughs> that thing's fucked up. Let's see what's in it." <laughs> but it starts like beeping. And, like, flashing a light, and everybody's like, fuck, yeah. red alert! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Fucking Riker says, shields up, red alert! <laughs> uh, which is my favorite Riker quote. <laughs> shields always, up, red alert! I fucking, every time he says that, I'm like, yeah! <laughs> uh, he's not in this show, everybody. No, it's, no. He, he won't be born yet. for another hundred years or whatever. Yeah, he's real, <laughs> he's not even a jizz uh, sell yet? Not yet. A j- a jizz cell. <laughs> He's not even one of them jizz cells yet. Shard it. <laughs> jizz cell. With like a little beard on a jizz <laughs> cell. Dude, that's fucking great. <laughs> oh my god, we got so many ideas. It just just comes at him. He falls that, at him. Ju- just like a jizz cell. Just like a jizz cell. <laughs> but uh, we learn. We meet our hero. At this point, Gary Mitchell, Lieutenant Commander Gary Mitchell. Yeah. Great who is name. who is in charge of I don't know. Sitting in the chair, I guess. <laughs> I guess he's a pilot. I guess he's a I don't know. Ensign he's not an ensign, he's no, Lieutenant he's, Commander. Yeah, he's a lieutenant commander. He might be the pilot. I don't know. Yeah. But um it doesn't seem like he likes Spock very much. 
Yeah, they kind of he kind of doesn't like him. It's almost like we're supposed to like Gary Mitchell, right? He at this yeah. time period, he's like a man's man, right? Like you as an right. audience is supposed to be like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. He's got a good haircut, but uh, not like those hippies. He's kind of like rapey. Yeah, Which he's is a little, never good. He's a little creepy, creeptastic in yeah, this. Yeah, he's he's a little brotastic, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he we're supposed to like him, but he says like creepy shit sometimes. <laughs> like he just looks back at Spock and he's like, "How did the chess match go?" Yeah, yeah. I think that he's proto bones, right? I guess so, yeah. Like, they were trying to make the three... The, the triangle. It was Captain, Spock, and other guy who makes fun of Spock. Yeah. You gotta and, have that. Yeah. And, and he's pro... So he's, like, that role. But it doesn't... He's not as good as Bones, so... No, he's... he's he gets fucking written out in this episode. So yeah, that tells you everything good. you need to know about him. Which is good. But, uh... <laughs> There's uh oh I also forgot to mention in the cage there's always a guy standing next to Pike with a clipboard. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Like there's also yeah, there's also that in in this episode with the I guess it's the yeoman. I don't know what a yeoman does yeah. on a ship. It's like an assistant. Yeah, I guess so. But right? like the yeoman that like uh Gary Mitchell holds her hand when they think they're all going to die, but then she yeah. never speaks to him again. <laughs> He also, wanted to grab some hand, dude. <laughs> also in the cage, there's a guy standing next to the turbo lift who looks like he just wants to fucking kill himself. <laughs> like, go back and watch it. I've never seen someone on TV look that fucking sad before. He's probably just, like, some guy that they found. He's just like, fucking, like, I'm getting paid, like, $2 an hour right now. This dude, fucking sucks. Roddenberry was like, get over to lot three and find me an extra. We, we need more people on this ship. Guy's like in his trailer, like loading bullets into his gun, and they knock on the door, and he's like, "Fucking come back!" He's like, "I used to be in a million westerns. <laughs> the westerns are drying up. What am I gonna do?" He's putting ammo. He's putting bullets in a western gun. It's not even a real gun. <laughs> he's putting his bullets in a fucking cap gun. He just pulls the trigger and it just clicks, and he's like, "Oh god, I can't do anything right. <laughs> My life's a failure." Uh, where was I? Oh, <laughs> like the department heads report to the ship, like yeah. Tubby Doctor, other guy, <laughs> Lady, and Sulu. They yeah, Lady, who is I think I didn't check this. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I think she is the English teacher from the hit movie Back to School. <laughs> Sa- yeah. Sally Keller. That's her. That's definitely her. That's her. Yes, she's in Back to School. Uh, and she she's was, in MASH. She was in the Boston Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's in Decker. Okay. The oh, she was Decker. She was fucking Major Houlihan. Yeah, she was Hot in Lips. In the movie. Yeah, yeah, the movie. Wow. I know Crazy. her. Crazy. Yeah. I know her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's also in Star Trek. <laughs> she's also in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> she's Dr. Elizabeth Denner, who is really not very good at her job. Yeah, she's kind of awful. Um, she's the ship's psychiatrist, and she just eggs on people's fucking psychosis real bad. I think that's what psychiatrists did in 1965. But, um... Mitchell calls her a walking freezer unit because she doesn't immediately jump on his dick when he says hi to her. 
He's like, that's never happened to me before. I'm going to try to hold her hand later. <laughs> I'm going to give me some hand. It's 1966. Let's hold some hands. <laughs> <laughs> they, the fuck, it's what the fucking Beatles were singing about, man. I want to hold your hand. Yeah. yeah. I want to hold your jizzy, jizz cell hand. Whoa. That must have been like the British version or something. That was that, that BBC our- version, yeah. Jesus. But they start talking about... Um, oh, no. Spock is reading the messages that the other ship left behind in their black box. And they start talking about ESP and humans. Yeah. And they're like super horny to find out about ESP and humans. Yeah, they're real into that. They're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and the captain's like, hey, Dr. Denner, you're... Uh, is it Diener? Uh, it looks like it's Dr. Denner. Denner. D-E-H-N-E-R. Weird. I I remember it being Diener in the episode. Maybe they say it that way. I don't know. Let's call her Liz. Let's call her (laughs) the doctor. The doctor. So it'll be like a crossover. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Captain Kirk, being a good captain, says, Hey, doctor, what's your opinion on that? And she's like, Oh, I'm I'm really good at ESP. And he's like... No, why the fuck would I ask you that? Yeah, what what are you saying that to me for? She's like, oh, uh, ESP's not very powerful. And Spock's like, oh, several crewmen fucking died on this ship. Yeah. And so they really wanted to know about ESP, so it seems like it's probably dangerous. She's like, it's not dangerous, you fucking green-blooded hobgoblin. (laughs) (laughs) Go fight Spider-Man, asshole. And he's like, fucking, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah, she she's like real mean, man. Yeah, she is. But um, Kirk's like, you know what? We're gonna go and find out what happened to the ship. Yeah. Suck my dick. Warp factor one. And yep. my favorite shot in the whole episode happens where they like start moving a warp factor one, and everyone looks like they're about to die before anything's even happened. <laughs> like the music's like dun 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 dun, and I'm like, so, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Why is everyone so tense? He was like, he was like that in the cage though too, with with like the warp. Like it was a big moment. Yeah, I guess because it, like at this time maybe they hadn't decided that it was safe to warp. I guess I I don't I don't know. But then it again, just... they do that in the motion picture too. So oh right, yeah. Who knows? Maybe he, just, maybe he just gets sexually aroused when warp happens. I know I do. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> but they, <laughs> but they encounter like a weird pink thing in space. It's like the barrier of the galaxy or something. Yeah, it's very similar. It's it's uh, very Star Trek Five. And uh, Kirk's like fly into that shit. <laughs> yeah. And um, it does appear, and they only have twelve seconds left before it hits or whatever. But yeah, they're gonna. Or hit is that it. in the cage? No, it's this one. That's this one. I think it's this one. Mm, maybe it's both. But I don't know, man. These they, kind of blend together. They can't. <laughs> they can't move out of the way. So yeah. they go into the pink thing, and the ship just gets like throttled around. But then like blue sparks explode out of Mitchell and the Doctor. Yeah, they turn into, like, skeletons, like, when uh, the Emperor is getting sh- shocked. But... <laughs> it's like when cartoon characters get electrocuted. Yeah. It's like when, like, Darth Vader gets hit with the lightning in Return of the Jedi. And he's just skeletal bones inside. He's, there's bones inside of him, yeah. Does he have leg bones when that happens? Uh, no, you don't see his leg. You only see, like, his head. Okay. I was gonna say, if he, sh- if he got shocked and he had leg bones, that's just not canon. No, uh, I think he knew I saw the he prequels. He had the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> Don't even try it. Don't try it. 
Um, but they're like, what happened? And they finally get out or whatever, but, like, Mitchell's on the floor and his eyes are fucking silver. That dude's fucking awesome as shit. He's, like, from a Kiss album or something. Yeah, the silver eyes are obviously, like, lenses he had to wear because his eyes are constantly watering. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably causing him to get eye cancer because I'm sure they spray-painted them. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Also, like, like, he probably couldn't see out of them. (laughs) Yeah, he probably actually couldn't see. But uh, they're, like, repairing the ship or whatever, and they find out that all the crew members who died when they were in the uh, Pepto-Bismol dimension (laughs) uh, died because they had high ESP tests, which is a thing that you have to take to be in Starfleet, I guess. I guess so, sure. Why not? Mitchell's was the highest in the crew. That's very Starship Troopers. It is. Uh, But then the doctor's, like... It's not dangerous. It's not dangerous. <laughs> and Spock's like, everybody on that ship died. And she's like, fucking so? <laughs> could have been anything. Could have been the Pepto-Bismol. You know what it could have been? It could have been a fucking Vulcan who killed him. Huh? Yeah, How maybe it was that? you. Where were you, Spock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently, like, ESP is, like, a super real thing in the future. Apparently, well, it makes sense. Like later, like later with Betazoids, you know, yes. and, and and Vulcans are telepathic to a certain extent. So, although like, they hadn't really just thought yeah, about that at this point, not yet, but that's like later. So, I, I mean, the way they talk about it, it's real hokey, you know. Yeah, people like, could ESP. see through objects and like yeah. read the backs of cards and yeah. shit. It's real magic. It's not so much like a, a Star Trek, even like pseudoscience explanation. It's like. There's this magic thing that they can do. It's like with Betazoids like that a little bit. There's never any yeah. real explanation for that. They just they just can do it, right? It's just they're aliens and they think differently than us and just yeah, fucking deal brain, with it. Brain works different. But uh, Mitchell is in sick bay and he's got yeah. silver eyes. He's watching his TV, <laughs> his book TV. He's reading his book TV. <laughs> and Kirk walks in and Mitchell do- this is your first hint that something's up with Mitchell yeah. Kirk walks in and Mitchell doesn't even turn around and he says hey, Jim yeah and Kirk's like what the fuck what the shit this fucking guy knew who I was is it my dick stink <laughs> <laughs> fuck I thought I put on my dick deodorant today is my dick stink giving me away again shit and like Mitchell and him reminisce about the old days where we learned that they're not the same age at all. Like, apparently yeah. Mitchell went to Kirk's class that he taught. Yeah, Kirk had a class, yeah. Which, I guess maybe Weird. he could have been like a... Um, like a adjunct. T- like an adjunct or a TA or something. Yeah, it could have been a TA. He's yeah. a lieutenant. He has rank of lieutenant, so he's already graduated. So maybe yeah. maybe he just was like, I gotta stick around here for a little bit and... Maybe. Teach a class on fucking green chicks. And... <laughs> Thank you, Pop Culture Kirk. <laughs> it's me, Pop Culture Kirk. Don't read books, they're dumb. Don't read books, just fuck green things and cats. <laughs> Don't read a book, fuck a book. <laughs> but uh, apparently Mitchell, I don't know, maybe like paid a girl to go out with Kirk or something. Yeah, they tell this weird story. And Kirk's like, you planned that? I almost married her. And he's like... <laughs> 
And it's just like, yeah, I fucking paid her with money that we have in the future to do that. Punked. <laughs> she was a hooker, apparently. <laughs> and uh, there's there's a scene that's like actually a little creepy, like in a Twilight Zone kind of way. Since we talk, mm. we were talking about that, where he's like, "You better be good to me, Jim." And he's yeah. like, "Oh well, you're gonna have to stay in sick bay for a little while." Bye. And he turns around yeah. to leave. And he's like, didn't I say? And his voice fucking, like, echoes. Yeah, it gets echoey. Kirk, like, turns around like, what the fuck? And he says, that you'd better be good to me. It's so creepy. Ugh. Kirk's like, you're fucking creeper, dude. Kirk's like, I better drop this guy off on a planet. <laughs> I better fucking murder this dude on a planet. <laughs> And Foreshadowing. <laughs> there's also a creepy thing where he's like quickly going through the uh, pages of a book, like siphoning through them over and over, faster and faster. He's like reading them, yeah. And Spock's like peeping on him. He's yeah, like, they were they're like watching him. They're peeping, and he's like, yeah, he's uh, reading these pages like really, really fast. And Kirk's like, man, that's fucked. And Mitchell looks directly at the, at the fucking camera and smiles. Yeah. I was like, you creepy bastard. Like, how does he know? Like, I mean, I'm assuming, like, the sensors in the ship can just, like, generate an image that way, right? Like, yeah. But he knows exactly then, where it's pointing at. That Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be, like, a camera. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Because they didn't have that concept, it's- right? It's like in movies where, in a sequel, somebody's, like, watching the previous events of yeah. a movie, and it's just the movie playing. It's Star Trek Four when is. they're watching Star Trek fucking three. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, this is Star Trek three. How'd you guys get this movie yeah, already? Fucking, they got this movie from the archives. <laughs> they rented it from West Coast Video. <laughs> and they're like, play the part where the ship blows up. We need that for this scene. Yeah, we're just gonna go ahead and put that in this movie. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the doctor comes into sick bay and she's like, Mitchell, why don't, you don't really like me. And he's like, nah, you're all right. And yeah. she's like, well, you call me a walking freezer unit. And then he's like, fucking kiss me. Yeah, he like grabs her all weird. It's like, and he's oh, like no. super rapey. Like he was rapey yeah. before he got hit with the Pepto-Bismol, but he got <laughs> super rapey afterwards. Yeah, Pepto-Bismol will do that to you. <laughs> Make you just turn into a fucking criminal. And, like, he's, like, a weirdo sex pervert or whatever, but she's, like, yeah. really into him. Yeah, that's, like, that 60s shit. It's, yeah. like, that TV, like, lie where it was, like, strong men get women and women yeah. just, like, submit. It's, like, what? It's a lot of pomp and circumstance on the TV. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's just a fucking fake-ass, like reality and then uh third guy shows up blonde guy i don't know who lee. the fuck he is lee lemon <laughs> lee something lee lemon <laughs> it was lee, lee kelso that's him kelso okay lieutenant lee kelso All i'm right. totally not gonna die yeah kelso comes in and he's like hey buddy what's up and mitchell's like i'm a fucking monster blah. yeah he starts like doing all kinds of crazy shit and Kelso's like, uh, alright, anyway, I'm gonna leave. And Mitchell's like, hey, the engine's fucked up in this place. And Kelso's like, whatever, Mitchell, you jokester. And yeah. Mitchell's like, fuck you, you bitch! Test the thing, it's burnout, you fucker! And it's Kelso, like, whoa! Kelso's like, okay, have, have a good day, buddy. Yeah. 
And uh, it turns out he's right. And Kelso's like, yeah. hey, Kirk, check this shit out. <laughs> How did he know? How did he know? And Kirk's like, all right, so now we know what's going on. So there's crazy shit happening. Uh, what is... What does everybody... Uh, <laughs> What does everybody think of this? And Spock raises his hand and says, We gotta murder him. Not yet. Not yet. He keeps it in. He's smart, right? <laughs> but uh, he's like, uh, Doctor, Dr. Diener Denner. Um, Diener Denner. What do, you, Denner. what do you think? And has he shown these type of abilities before? And she's like, Well, yeah, he has. And Kirk's yeah. like, And you didn't think it was important to tell me this? Right. And she's like, well, fuck, you You don't know. He could be, like, a better kind of human being. Yeah. Like, the kind that Hitler wanted. <laughs> and everybody's, like, real awkward because, fuck, she just mentioned Hitler. Did anybody hear yeah. that? That's not, that's not okay. We gotta. <laughs> and um, there's, like, a really awkward silence. But then uh, Sulu, who finally gets a line in the episode... Is like he's growing exponentially. It's like if you have a pe- you double a penny a day in a month, you'll be a millionaire, <laughs> which is absolutely like the TNG. It's like if you take a balloon, balloon, speech. and put too much air in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. And double uh, a penny a day in a month, you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. And Kirk's like, all right, everybody, get the fuck out. <laughs> Let's go to the planet Delta Vega and yeah. uh, refuel. And Spock stops and he's like, hey, we gotta strand him on that planet. <laughs> we gotta dump his ass down there. And Kirk's like, no, he's my best friend forever. I've known him my whole life. Yeah, he took my class and he made my almost wife marry me. Almost wife. <laughs> and Spock's like, alright, well, I mean, if you think it's too inhumane to leave him on the planet, we could always just fucking murder him. <laughs> and Kirk's oh, like, Kirk's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Kirk's like, shit, man, this is fucked up. He's like, all right, let's let's leave him on the planet then, I guess. Yeah, let's do that one. That one's less terrible. And then we get a captain's log. Yeah, nice, right? Cool. We get a captain's log, first one ever. <laughs> Besides the one in the beginning. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> Mitchell gains telekinetic powers yeah. at this point and like floats a cup over to himself. And somehow there's a weird sink in the wall. Yeah, there's like a tap in the wall. Like, like, who put this like spigot in the wall over here? And the like, best thing is about it for? is there's no signage around it. There's nothing yeah, just, on the wall to show what it is. It's just a just, spigot. You're just supposed to know this is where the water comes out. There's no sink under it even to catch the water that doesn't make <laughs> it into a cup. It's like having one of those like coolers that has the spigot on it, but it's yeah, the wall. It, it, just it, you better have like a cup under there when you turn it on, or else you're gonna make a mess. That's the future, man. <laughs> we don't have sinks in the future. That's the risk we all take living on the Enterprise. Actually, up until TNG, are there sinks in the future? There's sinks in, um... They have showers in Enterprise, so... Yeah, but do they have sinks? I think they have sinks. Yeah, they have sinks, because I think, uh... TNG, uh, yeah, in TNG times. they have sinks. I know that, but yeah, I'm Riker uses like, a sink. In TOS, do they have a sink? Oh no, and probably not. Probably not, because you'd have to like make a set piece for that. You would need to. They would need to be in a bathroom or something, which probably doesn't do... come up very often in the '60s. I mean, they weren't allowed yeah. to show a toilet on the Brady Bunch, right? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but um, 
Mitchell has figured out that they're gonna strand him on a planet because he can read their minds. Somebody yeah, probably like, should have figured that out. Fucking terrible, yeah. Like, <laughs> so uh, they jump on him and stab him and tranquilize him, but <laughs> yeah. he can still walk. Yeah, perfectly fine. Up. And he wakes up and they stab him again in the transporter <laughs> room, and he still can stand. He stands in the transporter. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Dude, I laughed out loud. I was like, how's he fucking standing in this transporter? I was like, I guess in the future they have tranquilizers that, like, stiffen your knees up when you they get it in you or whatever. It's like in the episode of Deep Space Nine when they make that Vorta walk with those uh, <laughs> stimulant things. Dude, you love that scene. I fucking, it's so fucking funny. It is. It's like a corpse, though. It's really kind of, like, fucking unsettling if you think about it, but it's I funny otherwise. Episode. I love that episode because it's Iggy Pop as the other voice. Yeah. Iggy Pop, huge Star Trek fan, as it turns out. That's awesome. It is. I gain so much respect for any celebrity that's a fan of Star Trek. I also do. That's like that basketball player who was a Klingon, right? Yeah. He's like, I want to be in Star Trek. And they're like, all right. (laughs) All right, you be a Klingon. And he doesn't have any lines. It reminds me of, um, like, Bismarck fucking loves Star Trek. And, like, the Beastie Boys and stuff. Yeah. I love it. I didn't know Bismarck he did. I love Bismarck he. I love Bismarck he too. He it's looked, Biz's beat of the day. He talks about, he like mentions Mr. Spock a bunch. In, oh, yeah. In yeah. raps. But, uh, anyway, they take him, they like beam him at his ass down to the planet and put him in a force field that blocks psychic powers, I guess. Sure. They have that, whatever. <laughs> and, um, especially on this planet where robots control everything. Yeah. And he's like, Mitchell's like, hey, Kirk. I'm gonna fucking get strong forever and get get like the strongest man. And if you don't it's like fucking I'm a murder muscle me, man, but my brain's a muscle. <laughs> yeah, if you don't fucking murder me, I'm gonna get real strong. And there's nothing you yeah. can do about it. You're fucked. And then he like runs into the force field. <laughs> yeah. And gets like jolted back, but then he turns back to normal. Yeah, like I guess like whatever is in him goes like gets hurt or something. I don't know. And it's, that, it's like it's taking over him shit. as well because like he's like Jim. Yeah. Jim. Uh, then he gets turned back into Silver Eyes, and they're like, well, I guess we'll have to fucking leave him. <laughs> um, yeah. But then they think that's not enough, either, is the thing. Because, like, they're trying to repair the ship, and they don't think they have enough time before he gets super powerful strong. It's like a kind of like a race against the clock, right? Yeah. So, um, Scotty beams a phaser rifle down to Spock, like the famous <laughs> the, phaser rifle. The Type 3 phaser rifle. That's what it is. Which doesn't have an actual uh, trigger anywhere on it. Yeah. Which I'm is the funnest part. I'm looking at pictures of it. There's like all kinds of weird buttons, though. Yeah. It, there's no trigger, and there's no like handle to like hold where a trigger would go. There's just one up near the front. Like yeah, a there's a Tommy like, gun handle. Right, like a whatever you call that handle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't And know nobody guns. knows how to hold it right. <laughs> I, I know where I'm from, everybody, but I don't know guns. Um, yeah, there's probably a name for that handle. I don't, I don't know, know it either. I don't know. But uh, Spock is like, look, I'm going to murder the fuck out of him because it needs to be done. And Kirk's like, <laughs> God damn it, Spock! Yeah. Uh, but Spock is right, and Mitchell gets out of his, of his shit. Well, first he strangles Lee with a fucking cord. Uh, right? Doesn't he just psychically strangle him yeah. to death? And I was like, there he goes. Bye, Lee. 
<laughs> you knew it was gonna happen. We're wearing a red shirt because there aren't any yet, but you might no, as well. You would have been if there yeah. were red shirts. You would have been wearing. You would have been wearing it. Uh, he he kills him with a cable, and uh, Kirk's like, "Doctor, go, Doctor Diener Denner, get back to the fucking ship." Yeah, go. And she's like, "No, I love him. I'm going with him." Yeah, and it's I like, "Oh love my god," him. and uh, fucking. She doesn't stop him from shocking the shit out of Kirk and Spock, and, like, she just yeah. goes with him. Yeah, he has, like, psychic shock powers or yeah. something. And she has, like, silver eyes now at this point as well, because she had a high Esper writing. Yeah, she's also uh, a she's, god now. A Q. She's a Q. <laughs> <laughs> Is he transforming into a Q? I thought that. I thought maybe that was where they got the idea for Q from. There's a lot Probably. of, like... Well, there's a dude in TOS later who's basically Q. Yeah. And the He's idea a little was... green alien named Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the idea is that, like, uh, later on they were going to reveal that that guy was a Q, but they never got around to it. Oh, really? And it's only in, like, novels now. That's cool. But, um... I like that. Dr. Piper is like, Kirk, Kelso's dead. Mitchell and Dr. Diener Denner have gone. And, right. uh, and he gives them, like, exactly where they went. Yeah, they went. He's like, go thir- left here on 4th Street. Then you're going to see a stop sign. Okay, keep going if you see the red stop sign. But when you get to the green stop sign, turn another left. Look, if you see the barn, you've gone too far. You've gone too far. And uh, <laughs> Kirk's like, look. Let's kill him. <laughs> He's like, let's do this. <laughs> so he cocks the phaser. And it's like, what? But like at this point, Mitchell is like making shit out of thin air. He's like making trees and He's fucking like making plants. food and water and shit. Apples, yeah. Kirk's like, Jesus Christ. And Mitchell's like, look, humans ain't shit, but bitches and tricks. I got nothing to do with them anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, the doctor's like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But she, so she goes to meet Kirk, and she's like, look, Kirk, you need to get out of here. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're going to get Mitchell. This dude's going to Mitch you up. <laughs> uh, long story short, uh... <laughs> Mitchell makes a... Kirk comes to kill Mitchell and fires at him with his big phaser rifle, but Mitchell just slaps it out of his hand. Yeah, with his psychic powers. And then Mitchell makes a grave for Kirk that has the wrong (laughs) initials on it. And a tombstone. It has the wrong initials on it. It says, like, James R. Kirk or something. Oh, yeah, it's... Because they had to sign on James Riberius. Riberius. And he's like, look, get down on your hands and knees and pray to me as your god. Yeah, it's very biblical. This whole scene is like the Garden of Eden and blah, blah, blah. Kirk's like, what does God need with a tombstone? (laughs) Um, He does say that. He does say that. Um, But then Kirk uh, throws a rock at him. (laughs) Yeah. He shoots the gun at the rocks and he falls... Well, they fight for, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> it's, like, the longest, most terribly choreographed action scene yeah, of all time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not great. Uh, and then, he, yeah, he falls in the hole, and then he shoots rocks at him, and then... Oh, well, Rocks first of all, kill him, even though he's not a god. <laughs> yeah. Even Big though he's a god, him. yeah. Diener Denner, like, helps Kirk, right? She, like, yeah. stuns him and shit. I don't know. 
this ending is even but worse she, than the first pilot. <laughs> she just like uh, she dies. I don't know why. She's just like I think he yeah, like she, shoots her or something. I don't know. She's not strong enough yet, is what she, I thought. Yeah, she like, dies, and then yeah. back on the Enterprise, like Kirk and Spock have like their little repertoire. Rep- rep- they talk. They talk to one another. <laughs> And uh, Kirk's like, maybe there's hope for you after all, Spock. And Spock's yeah. like, fuck you. And then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did a good job describing the episodes this time. I'm going to give myself a gold star. <laughs> you get that gold shirt. You get the gold tunic. Oh, shit, I'm the captain now. <laughs> uh... I have to say, between the two of them, I like them both as, yeah. as episodes, but I think The Cage is a more enjoyable watch. Yeah, yeah I, I think The Cage is better. Um, I, f- I understand why they went with this one. Like, Kirk yeah. and, Kirk has a mu- is a character who's much more engaging. He's so good in these. Yeah. Like, He's amazing. Like he's amazing in these. Like it's he's the only There's a difference. He's the only captain that I've ever seen who can like just be a dick to like one of his own crew members, yeah. like be like the boss type dick that you have to be to get shit done, right. but still be like really charming and like likable at the same time. Yeah. There are episodes of TNG where like uh, Picard has to be a dick to be to do like the boss thing and get shit done, but we're yeah. seeing it from someone else's point of view, so he just comes off as a dick, right? But uh, Kirk can still be charming and likable during that. Yeah, he can smile and make you like laugh with him. Yeah, while he's being a dick to you, I, <laughs> it, it, it's it's incredible. It's great. Like, and that's all. That's all. William Shatner. Like William Shatner is. Yeah. He's, a great he's got actor. A, a lot of charm to him. Yeah. And that's something that was missing very heavily with Pike. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have watched a whole show with Pike, I don't think. Oh my god, I would have, like, killed myself because he's so sad. Yeah. He's, his entire story is just depressing as fuck. Yeah. And, I mean, he maybe would have grown from this experience in the pilot episode or whatever, but he still yeah. would have mostly been that character forever. That's how TV works in serialization. I hope he gets, yeah, I hope he gets put in some sort of, like, beep chair soon. <laughs> you know what I was thinking during, like, the ending of the episode or whatever of The Cage? I was like, in ten years, you're just going to be right back here, dude. You're just wasting time at this point. Well, in real life, that dude dies, like, way young. Yeah, R.I.P. Something, something was wrong with that dude. He had his eyes were too pretty for this world. <laughs> they were. They were. Um, it's like in ten years' time, you're gonna be in a horrible fucking accident, be in a wheelchair, <laughs> and then you're gonna go back to the planet. I don't even think in the Menagerie Part Two that they mention the hologram Pike that yeah. Vina is with. She's just by herself. Yeah. Uh, so it's not weird that, like, a real Pike replaces Hologram Pike. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, real Pike replaces Hologram Pike and, like, they're just not compatible at all? And she's just like, can I get the Hologram back? Yeah. <laughs> I want this Hologram. It had a bigger dick. Oh, no. <laughs> His dick probably doesn't work anyway, really. No, not in the... Not, not in, in the, the beep chair. No. 
Wait, maybe it beeps. One for boner, two for not boner. So it's just two beeping all the time? <laughs> beep, beep. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. One long boner. <laughs> long beep is boner. Long beep is boner. <laughs> That's Morse code. <laughs> That's how it started. Could you imagine doing like a Morse code message to like sext somebody? Oh, God. <laughs> Fully erect. Stop. It's Waiting like, for your wet puss. Stop. It's like fucking 87 minutes later, the message finally ends. <laughs> <laughs> This is a highly inefficient way to have sex with somebody over long distances. Jesus, my boner was gone like 40 minutes ago. I don't have time for this shit. Plus, I gotta go fight in this the Civil War, so... Peace. <laughs> I gotta go fight in the war. I don't know which one anymore. <laughs> one of them. Oh, oh well. The, overall, uh, like I said, I like the cage a little bit better. But yeah. I feel like Where No Man Has Gone Before really sets a lot of ground. Yeah, Where No Man Has Gone Before is is better in that it's Star Trek, right? Uh, but as like just a pure episode, I think The Cage is a better episode. It's fascinating to me the the differences between these two episodes that got completely different responses from the executives. Yeah. I'd like to n- have a little peek inside their heads and find out why. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with TV, though. Like, who really knows? And, like, I I know, like, I say that a lot. And in my, again, in my limited experience, nobody fucking knows what they're doing. TV yeah. executives don't know what the fuck they're doing. I mean, it could have been something as simple as, like, I don't know, there were men deferring to a woman in the cage. Right, right. Dude. I mean, they get hung up on such weird shit like that. There's, like, millions of stories of them, of people coming back with notes that are like, why is the wall green? <laughs> it's like, what are you looking at the wall for? Like, what are you talking about? You know? Uh, our studies show that audiences do not like green walls. We have yeah. a 33% drop in viewership when they're green walls. It's shit it's shit like that and like it's 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 a gamble, man. So like I'm glad that the show got made cuz like it could have not. I couldn't I, imagine my life without Star Trek in it. I can't. I couldn't either. My life would be so much worse. That would well, be, we wouldn't be friends, which would be horrible. Yeah, that would be the darkest timeline. I would just fucking sure. kill myself if I wasn't your friend. Uh, how would you know? <laughs> I would just kill myself. I would know. I would be like, I'd be like, fuck, something is missing from my life in a big way. I'd be. It would be like an episode of Star Trek where Deanna Troy is like, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if the problem isn't with me, it has to be with the universe. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> I'm perfect, so this is fucked up. It's a normal thing to think, I think. <laughs> oh my god. So good. It's, you know, I felt like we'd be talking about these a little bit longer than we ended up talking about them. Yeah, these these are pretty quick. Well, these, I mean, these episodes for sure. There's not, these are like theater for TV, right? So there's not a whole lot of stuff going on for yeah, these. Yeah, I mean, with the other ones, you could talk about like, the behind the scenes stories right. and, and stuff and like in the way that they're shot and, and like yeah not so I mean, much they're, this is very plain yeah. when it comes to the way it's shot there are some like interesting shots in where no man has gone before like there's a shot overhead of Kurt going out of a door and into another one that I thought yeah. was kind of neat that's very uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino yeah, uh, yeah. stole it from this 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Come on, Quentin. We know you stole it. <laughs> we know you steal everything. <laughs> we know you steal that shot. Um, <laughs> so here's the question. Yeah. Do we end this episode as an hour-long episode or an hour and a half, or do we mm-hmm. go ahead and do mail? Uh, we could do mail. We c- Actually, we have a lot of mail, so we will still do <laughs> M-Class emails this week. Okay, we'll still do an- Okay, that's fine. So, um, you know, this is probably our shortest episode so far. It's like two hours, two hour and a half. Okay, it's probably, it's not short. No, it's like hour and a half. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's we're I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Nothing matters because we're all gonna die anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I would like to take a minute to thank you guys for tuning into M Class Podcast. Me too. Because we love Jeff each and every one of to you. It. <laughs> we love each of you personally. And uh, sexually. Yeah, it's the 23rd century. It's free love, baby. It's free love all day, every day. (laughs) I'm giving out jizz cells. (laughs) For free. That's a new one. It's going to last forever. Jizz Jizz cells. cells. How many? I got a low jizz cell count. Jizz the cage. (laughs) Get it? Cells? Cage? Get it? That was good. good. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm the funniest man. That's why they gave me my own podcast. Um, (laughs) They gave it to you. That's why Lucille Ball gave you a podcast. That's right. That's the only reason we have this show. (laughs) Thanks, Lucille Ball. Thank you, Lucy. I can call her Lucy. We're on first. Oh, you guys are friends. Yeah. She gave me the show after all. So, (laughs) damn. Um, You know, I love Lucy. (laughs) You did it. Um, if if you would like to have an email read out on the other show that we're not going to do right now, but we're going to do after this, uh, <laughs> you could send your emails in to mclassemails at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at mclasspodcast. Fucking do it! It's a good time. We'll use it more often, because I've kind of fell off on that, but I'm, I'm going to be back on my old bullshit soon. Oh, yeah, I've been real bad about it, too. So, shit came up. But I'll be I'll be back on it soon, so follow. And follow. Here's here's a tidbit of information for you. Next episode we're gonna be uh, doing Encounter at Farpoint, Part One oh, and Two. Fuck yes. And if you have ever listened to other podcasts with Josh on them, you've probably heard people talk at length about this already. I don't remember. That was so long ago. It was a long time ago. But this is with fresh eyes. We're gonna rewatch it. We want you guys to watch it too. Yes. And uh, meet us back here in uh, however long it takes us to make another one? I don't know. Space space time. It takes yeah. a while. <laughs> I don't understand star dates, so it'll come out whenever. They're nonsense. They really are, especially in TOS. Yeah. Uh, but tune in next time, and uh, live long and send money. <laughs> <laughs>